Welcome to One Long Conversation. I'm Sonia. And I'm Colby. This is a podcast about spiritual awakening. Yeah, and through that we talk about art, culture, conscious parenting, and healing yourself so you can express and freely share your unique perspective with this world. This is a fun and informative conversation that we have daily, and we're sharing it with you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Life happens for you, mm. not to you. Mm-hmm. Life happens for you, not to you. Or life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. Mm-hmm. Something that, you know, it's just a different perspective on viewing life through ego, through the victim, and viewing life through the oneness. You know, like we were, we were watching a little bit of Muji last night. Mm-hmm. The oneness, the isness. Um, identifying with personhood. Mm. When you identify as a person, when you take things personally, you are seeing that life is happening to you. But life happens for you. For you. It is you, your inner self, what we think of as higher self, your inner self. And it is about stopping, pausing, breathing, being in the moment. Like literally stop and pause and breathe and look around. Like how many people do that past childhood? I do. I practice it. I will, you know, you have to turn off your screens to do that. You can't have your screens on because their, their energy will suck you in to the screen. You just need to turn it off and. This is what I do when I'm jumping on the Bellicon. Because I'm jumping and I'm just looking around at everything like it's a reflection of the things that I love. It's a reflection of aspects of myself, what I have in my room. I have several altars and I'm looking around and it helps me to just like appreciate like, you know, we have the plants, we have the spider plants up. I have the spider plants up in my, on my ceiling in front of the window. I just like to look at them. And when you look at plants, you can see them move as you know. They move. They're fluid. And it's like, look at all this that I created. It helps you to realize that life is here for you to experience. And then I look at the artwork and the crystals, and I have a bamboo plant now. And I look at, like, I've made crystal grids, and I see, I'm able to just like see as I'm jumping, jumping, jumping all of this that is here for me. And then when you shift that perception, you put on that lens on your camera, life is here for me. Well, what do you want to do about it then? What kind of action do you want to take? Right now, my body's asking me to be still more, which is challenging for me because I work so many jobs and, you know, I'm doing all these things. And it's important that I do all these things because it's getting me to that space where I can have more time to sit and just breathe and just observe. But I love it. I love breathing and observing. And, you know, when I do my yoga practice outside, it's one of the reasons why I love doing my yoga practice outside. 
I really feel that if people have not practiced yoga outside, please do. It was originally created outside. And you can take moments when you're on your back, when you're in the supine position. And like I, I have a block underneath my low back. So you do the, um, it's called a seesaw pose in, in yin, where you lay with a block flat and wide underneath your low back in order to stretch the psoas muscle, the stabilizer muscle in the front and to get the SI joints to stabilize. And then you can look up at the sky. And yeah, I see chemtrails if they're out there. But the other day, no chemtrails. It was a natural sky. And, you know, it just brings me back to when I was a little kid in the Great Lakes states, and I'm laying in the grass, and I'm looking up at the... I mean, I had time to sky watch and look at the clouds. And so I do that when I'm doing my yoga practice. And it's just like, look, everything's moving all the time. And I have this beautiful opportunity to lie here, allow my body to just relax, open, and I'm just observing everything. Look at all this. Life is here for me. There's constant opportunities, but you have choice as to what opportunities that you want to take. Because there's, you know, the universe is an algorithm. It's the internal and the external. Yeah, you have a choice as well of how you want to perceive your worlds, I find, I find that sense of freedom is always surrounding you, and I find it here and now. So, for example, I practice this a lot if, because I'll sometimes find myself in negative thought patterns. And as I got older and older, it's become a lot easier for me to recognize when something is affecting my worldview and causing me to feel negatively. So, for example, let's just take chemtrails, right? If I look up in the sky and I see a chemtrail, right, I have, I have a pattern that I can go into where I'm thinking, you know, negatively about these things. I view God these, I view trails. these things, right? So there's, there's an, the so we have to acknowledge though, <laughs> we have to acknowledge that that, in the air. that, that thought pattern <laughs> is a victim state of How being. How do I stop that? It's, it's a victim state <laughs> of being because you're identifying that thing uh. is then a antagonist that I'm creating in my world that oh, negatively that. affects me. So I'm identifying it with personhood. Okay, you just said I'm identifying it as that antagonist in my world. That's what I heard you mm -hmm. say. Yes. That is key. Yes, because, because, the, 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 because I'm here and I'm breathing and nothing is going negatively for me, yeah. but my entire worldview has shifted negatively because I chose to see that thing as an externalized feeling that was negatively affecting me. So I created a future fear that doesn't exist. <laughs> you did. Yes. And as we know, if like we can talk about, and lightworkers love to talk about this, oh, it's a holographic universe. This is all a hologram. But then why are you so bothered? By all of the external, why are you a victim then to 5G and chemtrails and fluoridation in the water? Instead, take action to make a healthier world for yourself. But also, people say, how can I stop chemtrails? Shift your perception. I, I say, why do you have to stop anything? Because if you believe in a world where... Uh, how, how did you say it? Mahada Samadhi? What's, what's that? Oh, Maha Samadhi. Maha Samadhi. Conscious death. If you believe in a world where that can exist, then you should not let anything affect you. Because if you exist, 
in a space. If you believe that somebody like we were just talking about the other day, like Baba G can starve himself just meditating and then everything's fine. He's still in a state where he's completely unbothered. If you believe that that is a possibility, no external force should ever affect you. He was allowing his body and it was, it was about a week that mm-hmm. went by where, and he was very young. Um, the story of Baba G is that he was sitting in that abandoned temple and he was above his body. He wasn't fully in it, but he was completely conscious. He was mm-hmm. totally blissed. And that man was coming around um, and observing him and then started to really get concerned because he was losing weight mm-hmm. and looked like a bone and flies were starting to start pick at his body. Yes. And so he brought him, but he was like, he thought he was dead. And then he touched him and Babaji descended consciously right back into his body, opened up his eyes, saw the guy the whole time. He says, oh, I saw him. He saw exactly what he looked like. He was, he says, I, I descended, came back in my body. This is what he told Papaji. And opened my eyes and looked at him and just observed him. And he said he was so concerned, so concerned. Here I am, this boy. And so he said, I told him everything's okay. I'm not my body. And he said, but boy, if you're going to be here in the, in the physical form, you, you're going to have to take care of your body. Like flies are starting to eat your flesh. And this man was so dismayed that Babaji didn't care. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not the body. I'm pure consciousness. And you know, that's, that's how he's, he started to become Babaji. Uh-huh. And he understood people who are in their space of enlightenment, they really get to the level of experiencing it that they're creating all of this, that this isn't real. And so they don't have attachment to the body. And you also, you can, you can feel that at any time. You don't have to, there doesn't need to be a journey or a lot of hard lessons that you need to learn to get. Like there is no path to getting to that point. That, that feeling, that enlightenment is always there. It's always right there. And I, I, I find it, I find it when I'm conscious, when I'm aware that I'm shaping my world around me to be my antagonist in some way or another, when in fact it, it, it isn't me. I'm not any of this. Babaji's not Babaji. No. He is consciousness. I'm not Colby. I am consciousness. That's right. I'm going to die. Yep. Just because I don't let the external world negatively affect my actions the way that I pursue it yeah. doesn't mean that my body is immune. It means that no matter what state of being I'm in, I understand that that is not going to hurt me. And I understand that because of that, my ego is not going to flip out and send my life into a horrifying spiral where I become depressed and anxious for no reason because I am not viewing any of these things as problems. I'm not viewing them as roadblocks. They're lessons. I can choose to learn from them in certain ways, but really there is no objective outcome. It's just how I want to see it. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I, what I want to share on that, you know what happened? This has happened to me a lot. I've shared this with you. I've had a lot of out-of-body experiences, a lot. And I've consciously directed them, but they also sometimes just spontaneously happen. And they're really cool when they happen. In 2020, um, in the summer, when we, everything was shut down and I was going out Highway 26 outside of Portland on the way to seaside to the Oregon coast to do spring water runs. And um, this is before we had the kitties. And a Kyan, um, 
Oh, he was doing, he was doing school. He was doing online school. So I went out by myself and there's that cute little Fort County Point trail there. That's just a mile, half in, half out. And I liked to run it. It was, you know, sometimes I dabble in trail running. I was really going. I was almost to the end, to the plaque of, you know, you're standing in four counties. And there was, I hit a tree root. And there's a a little embankment that goes down as you're starting to get towards closer to the end point. I hit the tree root, my body flung, and I lifted up out of it. (laughs) 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 And I was just, and all of a sudden, I was no longer me, Sonia. I was, I am, isness. And I lifted up. And all of a sudden, the ego went, oh, wait a minute. I literally heard that like a voice external. Oh, wait a minute. And I observed the whole thing. And I and I'm sure it all happened within less than a nanosecond. But it felt suspended. There's no time. It felt suspended. And I literally felt like I was watching my body fling down the embankment land on the left shoulder and begin to slide. And I watched it from above and I, and it was such a split second. And I thought, I don't need that body anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I literally thought, oh, I'm kind of free. And all of a sudden I had this feeling, you're not done yet. And I got sucked back into the body and my body was numb. <laughs> and I had totally hurt the toe. I had hurt the right foot. The left shoulder had gravel rash on it. It was bleeding. The left cheekbone was like all beat up. And I got back in the body and it was numb because I'd left it. And I was just, I was just like, oh, <laughs> I felt so weird. I felt like the strangest plasma. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. And then I literally said out loud, well, why did you let me come back in? And I'm lying there. And then, then I'm like, and I had my, I had my little, my pack and I'm reaching for it. Cause everything was kind of numb. Cause I had all the emergency essential oils in it. And I'm like, oils, <laughs> oils. <laughs> and I found my, my little oil pouch. And I'm like, I literally, I didn't even care that my body was so numb and I could start to feel the sting of grazed skin i was just like so thrilled that i had had that obe and i was like still sitting in it and i just kind of went well like the kids don't fully need me anymore and i could have i mean it was, <laughs> it was yeah. like and yet you did you do you do need me of course you do but but it was just like you know i mean that was in 2020 that was that was i was financially supporting all three of you i was paying your rent kyan wasn't done with high school mars hadn't had top surgery yet i knew there were things that needed to be done i was like well i still have two that have wisdom teeth in that need to be removed there's still things that you know are on the parenting list that have to be checked off and i was just like that was so, I literally was still sitting up and I was like, that was so cool. Yeah. That, and it, it was just like, yeah, I, I can't, I do forget that I'm not Sonia. Yeah. I forget. And that, and then I was like, wow. And then I had that, another realization of like, 
I'm doing this all for me. Yeah. Like I'm the one who's, as soon as I lifted up, I was like this, I literally felt like my body was a puppet and I was the, mar- I was the marionette. Yeah. Cause it is. I was the, it is. <laughs> and I was like, that was such a good, I think it's almost like it was like my inner self was giving me that moment to give me a reminder mm-hmm. of remember, this is all you. Mm-hmm. You're creating all of this. That was also before psychedelics. Mm-hmm. This is all you. You're creating all of this. This is your play, your show, your, this is your drama. And you can make it as dramatic or non-dramatic as you want. I like the drama, as you know, mm-hmm. but in the fun way now, not in the mm-hmm. tragic way. Nobody's killing me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's enough of that. And I don't have to do childbirth anymore. (laughs) I would do that over again, though, to have all three of you. You know that in a heartbeat. But I'm like, I don't have any of that drama anymore. And it's like, no, you're creating this. What do you want to do? And I had that realization then. This is all for you. Mm -hmm. This is an arena for you. Mm -hmm. What decisions do you want to make? Have fun with it. Play with it. Mm-hmm. What did you want to say on that? And then I have one other thing I want to add on that. Oh, Go ahead. Sure, say, sure. say what you wanted to say. Yeah. I, um, I had an experience that was similar to that um, when that one time that I took mushrooms, uh, had, a, had a really powerful experience on the beach. Um, it, got to, it got to a point at the height of my experience where I... I uh, I felt like I could have left and I was like, and you know, I was, my ego was very, very attached to the way things were. And so, and so I, I I realized that I realized now that all of those, and I think I realized then too, all of these, all of this suffering, it does come from attachment. This is why everyone always says this time and time again. It's, it's when the ego gets attached to the way things are. And it wants control and it doesn't want things to change. You know, when you look up at the sky and you see weather that you don't like, the ego says, no, but I don't like that. I want it to be the way that I remember it, the way that I remember liking it. And in reality, the, the true, from my experience, bliss and lesson in experience is in relinquishing all of that control and finding the joy in every moment, regardless of what's going on around you. Um, so, so that was, I was coming from it at that point in time, a place of, of being, uh, a lot more, uh, nihilistic and jaded and, and ego filled. And so I had, um, I, I, I was experiencing waves of where I would, I would have sort of like, uh, releases of the ego. It was like coming up for air, you know, after being underwater for a really long time. I've heard other people describe consciousness like that, but it's like, you know, I was, I had moments of, of profound realization and consciousness, but then I would slowly slip back into like piling on more and more egoic baggage. And I would get to a point where I'd be really just like, you know, upset or sad or just like dejected. And then I would, and then this experience, I just remember it was like, I was seeing something negative in everything. And, and I felt like, I remember you told me I, this. I was visited by a um a manifestation of a dragon geometrically in front of me, which uh, my consciousness manifested for me to to relay a message as almost like a separate entity. Um, but the dragon said it was me, and so because I asked it, I was like, I was like, I was like, what, like, like, what are like, 
can I, I think what I wanted to know was, can I be like you? Because the dragon was a creative consciousness. So it literally, its job was to fly in the massive fifth dimensional universe that it existed in and literally through its breath of fire, breathe universes into life. So it was like creation in its purest form. And I thought that was really cool. And I was like, I kind of want to do that right now. Like, can I do that? And the dragon was like, well, I am you. Uh, so yeah, you can do that whenever you want. Um, and then I, I had asked it some other questions. I was like, you know, I was, I was really feeling like sad and, and I was like, does, you know, is this, does this world like need suffering? And the dragon was like, I mean, you can try to create a world without suffering, but it, it's probably going to do you better to leave it in. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, and then I had a moment there where I was thinking of, oh, yeah, no, it was the dragon was like, you can go to a world where there is no suffering if you want to experience what that's like. And I was like, huh, maybe I do. And then I had that realization. I was like, oh, I could leave right now and I could like not come back. And then I had all these like thoughts that came in in the form of attachments but what would my mom think? What would my siblings think? Like, where am I going to go? What's going to happen to my body? Like, all of these questions would come in, you know? And what are my friends going to think? Like, I'm right here. It's all of this, like, self-consciousness. And it's to show me that. It's to show me that all of that stuff is there. All of that stuff does present itself in, in a more unhealthy form as an attachment form, you know? Because if, eventually, when my body is to die, I don't want those things to be holding me back. I think that that creates... A ripple effect of of a sad death experience. I would much prefer to go out not attached, to go out feeling very very happy and present about the way things are. And I realized this. I realized that that to have these these fears and these anxieties of oh, but this person, this thing in my life, it, that is the ego trying to get you to forget or trying to remind you that everything is a hologram you know it's like the it's the it's the ego's way sometimes the ego will give you lessons and opposites so it'll present a fear but really the fear is a lesson to show you the opposite of that fear you know and it's the same thing with like it's the same thing with death we experience this a lot oh no like i it's too early like or it's i'm in so much pain i don't want more pain what if i go to hell like all of these things these are attachments like but i have a family but i have to care for these people right like yeah like th those things do exist in this but that's not your now your now is going to be decided for you one day and when that gets decided then all you can do is just embrace it and allow it to be yeah absolutely yeah now and i know and dragons show up for you all the time like you just yeah i know they do you just had another one recently yeah the purple one yeah, and you know, I mean, and and Mars is born the year of the dragon, and your father's born the year of the dragon. We de in our family, we definitely have some dragon, dragon energy. The dragons actually are a galactic soul group, and they are very powerful. They're the the healers, the seers, the sages, the mystics, mm. and they're very psychic. That you know, it's the most powerful symbol in Chinese astrology is the dragon. And um, I love calling upon dragon medicine every once in a while. It's, um, it's an incredible power we all have within us. Everybody mm -hmm. has dragon in them. You know, when you're talking about that with death, it totally aligns with what I wanted to talk about 
right after I shared my my little hiking running out of body. One of my regular clients, her mother just crossed recently, literally just last week from a long bout with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, my client takes uh, she takes my yoga workshops online every Monday. And her mother has just had just crossed last Thursday. And and always in true fashion, that loved one usually sees that I can hear, hear them and begins to talk with me. Well, her mother came in in the middle of, of the practice and was very chatty. <laughs> she was really sweet, very sweet, very kind, showed herself to me as an energy, but told me that, you know, every, she gave me a lot of information for my client and wanted me to relay all these messages. So in the middle of the practice, I, I told my client, um, I said, here's your mom's got a lot of messages. And I said, she's very chatty, which aligned with what her mother was like in real life. And I said, she's, she feels this way to me and this way and this way. And she said, yep, that's her. That's exactly what she was like in her body. I said, I gave all the messages. And then at the end of our workshop, when we were done by about 8.50 at night, I said, your mom has a message not only for you, but for everybody here. She said, we create these lives. We're the creator of them for ourselves. And we choose to come in and forget that we created them because it makes the game harder. It's all a game. And she said, and I want to remind all of you, she said, it's such a ride to leave your body. She said, it's very exhilarating. She said that uh, her husband and her mother was there to help her out of her body. And she said, you must remember when you're there being human to play play. Just because you're adults and you have responsibility, she said, like, let, she said, if everybody would let go of all of this financial responsibility and everything, she said, universe takes care of everyone and everything. And she said, everybody needs to go out and play. Everybody needs to do that. Like all the time. Play is not just for children. Play is for everybody. She said, because it reminds you that you're the one who is making your life for yourself. So she said, she told my client, she said, go out and play. And my client was crying. And she said, that's exactly what I've been hearing in my dream since she crossed. And I said, yep. I said, I play. I play every day, even though I have all these responsibilities. But I mean, I choose the responsibilities. I could drop the responsibilities and walk away. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm learning about myself through the responsibilities, but mm-hmm. I always play in all of them. And every single job that I, I do, I play. Mm-hmm. And it's essential that we do. Because, again, life does not happen to you. Life happens for you. Mm-hmm. And you're the one who's making your life happen for you. Thank you so much, everyone, for checking out this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, If you have any feedback, we would love to hear it. So you can leave us a response on our Q&A forms, which I know you can find on Spotify. I don't know if they have them on Apple, but I would check that out or any of the other platforms. Or we have a Patreon group where we do a one-hour-long Q&A session every single Sunday. So you can find us on Patreon, Patreon slash One Long Conversation. And we would love to hear from you. We'd love to get you involved in the process and uh, heal everyone collectively. That's, that's sort of the goal with this is 
inner healing for the self, for the collective. Uh, let's just find the best way to do it, get it all out there, and uh, move forward. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you for next week's episode.